All right, we're here. It's uh, the last day of the week of awesome. It's Christmas Eve. Um, hope you all had a great December thus far, and hope you all have a Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays. Um, you know, if you don't celebrate Christmas, then, you know, God God bless you with whatever holiday you celebrate, whether it be Hanukkah, Happy Hanukkah, Kwanzaa, Happy Kwanzaa, Festivus for the rest of us, whatever it is you guys celebrate, I hope you celebrate it with all your heart, uh, with your friends and your family, and those who matter the most to you, um, I, uh, I'm glad personally to see 2016 get the hell out of here. Um, it was a terrible, terrible year for me. Um, and, uh, I'm ready for 2017. Um, I don't think we're going to be able to record a, uh, a holiday special, a Christmas special, uh, that I wanted to, I, I thought about it nine days before Christmas, um, about recording a Christmas special. So next year, uh, we'll record a Christmas special, but, um, you know, you know what you can do if you want a little bit of awesome on your on your Christmas morning, your Christmas day, um, before you're waiting for Doctor Who to come on and watch that Christmas special on BBC America. Go over to Jeff Stormer's podcast, Party of One podcast. I was recently a guest for the second time, uh, reprising my role as the Doctor, uh, and we did a Christmas special. It was a lot of fun. Big thanks to Jeff. Love his podcast. Um, and, you know, it, it's been near and dear to my heart this year. Uh, and I got to play on it twice this year. It was so much fun. Uh, anyway, we have one more episode this year. Next Wednesday, we go back to our regular schedule right here on awesomepodcast.com. Welcome to this week's edition of Everything is Awesome. I am your host, Kev, and this is the show where we normally sit down and talk to awesome people about awesome things. Uh, but this week, uh, I uh, hopefully it's recording rel- or dropping relatively close to uh, what the subject matter is about, but this week, uh, we're going with a different theme. Um, for reasons, I haven't been recording podcasts. I'm sure I will talk about it in some episode of Everything is Awesome coming up here. Uh, but talking to uh, the the guy we're going to talk to today, normally we would talk about him, his podcast, and all that fun stuff. But instead, uh, he we met up to, to start recording and bring back my old podcast, The Zomcast, a, a Walking Dead, unofficial Walking Dead podcast. Got to keep that unofficial in there. Uh, and, um, it, you know, we meshed right away. We both love that show. Uh, and randomly he sent me a message saying, Hey, have you been keeping up with the CW crossovers invasion? I was like, Oh boy, have I? Uh, so, uh, I guess this could be considered a bonus episode. It could be considered a special episode. Uh, this week we're doing everything is awesome invasion, uh, podcasters versus aliens. Uh, and joining me is my co-host from the Zomcast, which you guys won't hear until 2017. But uh, my my co-host from uh, from the Zomcast, he's a, a a podcaster in his own right with his own show. Uh, I still don't think we've actually confirmed his last name in in the weeks that I've known him. Please welcome to the show from Saturday Detention and the Zomcast, Steve. There is no last name. I'm like Madonna <laughs> okay. or Toto. 
or okay. that kind of thing. Okay. I'm, I'm okay. out in Africa. So, yeah. Um, no, no, I'm I'm really pleased to be here today, man. We we had a we've had a great time when we've been talking on the Zomcast. Um, and you you just happened to name drop when we were doing the Zomcast a couple of things that you you're keen on, like Doctor Who. You mentioned you like the Flash, so I just sent you the random message, and and here I am talking zombies versus. Oh no, sorry, it's not zombies, is it at all? No, it's aliens versus yes. heroes. Imagine yes. that crossover: zombies versus yes. aliens versus heroes. Oh god! Well, I you know I I don't know if they'll do those three, but I'm sure we'll get zombies. Well, we already had zombies on Legends. Oh, we did. Yeah, yeah, yeah but we yeah. weren't allowed to call them that. Oh, we were. Oh, oh, yes, because they, of Doctor uh, Stein. Yes, Professor yes, Stein yes. demanded that they not be called that. Maybe he's faced legal issues with with a certain with a certain television company. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, we didn't call we didn't call them the W word. That's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> you don't want to. That's. I, I don't even think C, uh, CW is what CBS and Warner. I don't think AMC plays a role in that at all. No, but I'm so, I'm looking forward to this in a mad way because this is a this is a. Uh, when I heard the they started throwing away around invasion. Yeah, I I agree. That was cool. God, I hope uh, we're gonna have. I can already tell we're gonna have some technical difficulties because uh, one of us have been dropping in and out. Uh, quite often. So we're going to get through it uh, and I'm going to send an email to uh, our good friends at Zencaster to see what's up. But um, yeah, I'm ready to chat, chat about the mega crossover with uh, with the CW's uh, Arrowverse. Well, yeah, I guess, I see, I hate calling it the Arrowverse because it really isn't just Arrow. I mean, it's, I feel like Arrow isn't even the, the staple of that universe anymore. No, it's the Flash. Yeah, totally. It's the Flash. It's the I Flash. Actually, I'm keen on calling it the Berlanti verse because I think that's more accurate. That's very cool. I yeah. do like that a lot. Yeah, and, and and but I do agree. Like to me, and now Arrow has been, I think, stellar. So before we get into the crossover, let, let's talk about each one of these shows uh, just yeah. real quickly, uh, and we'll start with, I guess, Arrow since that's the thing that kicked it all off. I think Arrow this year has actually been really good, much better than uh, in years past, uh, last year, I should say. See, I didn't get into Arrow until uh, um, we started getting the crossovers with the Flash when we got the the original uh, Grant Gustin coming in just as Barry Allen before he even had any powers, which I thought was this great kind of mini pilot for The Flash. But before that, the problem we had is here in Australia, every episode had a, a, a advert that came before it claiming that this week we were going to learn the truth. We were going to learn the truth about what was going on with Oliver Queen, Oliver Queen's mother, the, the boat, the but. They advertise these shows terribly here in Australia. Oh, okay. We were going to learn the truth, and it wasn't a hero show. It was almost a slight step up from Bold and the Beautiful, and that's how it was advertised. Yeah. So until I got the hook of The Flash and I watched the first couple of episodes, and then I found I loved the supporting cast of Arrow. Yes. Oh, God, yes. Now, I'm sure that they're out there, but I've got to, I've got to hit TMZ and see if I can find some, some bikini pictures of uh, Felicity Smoke because oh. she is amazing. She is my 
She is my uh, Melantiverse crush. Love her. Yeah, you can go right to uh, her um, her Instagram, and not that she's like she. I mean, she just she seems like she's a really candid person. Uh, she seems. Oh, I want to maybe opposite's not the right word uh, uh, than her character, but uh, Emily Pet uh, uh, Rickard or Ricard or whatever. She is based off her Instagram alone. She just seems like a really cool down to earth person who, who likes to, I don't want to say party, but likes to have fun. Um, and I, well, agree. I would like, like to meet her in real life. Yeah. She, <laughs> and, and I would say like in all seriousness, she seems like a type of person who now I don't want to, like, I know normally guys are like, Oh, it's a girl. I want to, you know, just see her naked or whatever. She seems like the type of girl who I would totally love to just, just like with Stephen Amell and Grant Gustin. Like, I would just like to sit down and have a beer with. Like, it just seems like a totally cool, down-to-earth person. See, she's got a certain amount of... She's got moxie. Got a certain amount of sass. Yes, yes. You know, and I imagine I'd order a beer, and she may order, like, a double scotch or something <laughs> like that. And all of a sudden, I'm sitting there feeling very emasculated. But she was one of the characters that got me into Arrow, more so than Stephen Amell. Yeah, um, I see. I I skipped. I started watching Arrow probably it's into its second season or so. Um, I think it was in the middle of its second season, and I started watching Arrow. Um, and I and I I don't think I think Flash was introduced. Flash was is I guess introduced the end of the second season, and that's why I started watching. I was like, well, they're gonna do something here, so let me let me start watching. So I was able to binge watch the first season of Arrow on Netflix. And I just fell in love with it right away. And I really like I I love Stephen Amell. I think he's a great actor. I think he he's another guy who just seems really down to earth. Uh, someone that I would like to have a beer with. Um, and uh, he won me over as you know you know uh, Oliver Queen compared to the. Now I loved Smallville, loved it. But uh, the guy uh, Jason Hartley, I believe his name was that yeah, was playing yeah, yeah. Oliver there. Um, he was good and all, and I guess I kind of for for universe like building that universe out sake like I would love to have that guy as Arrow to to uh, include Smallville in this universe, but um, in, in the Berlanti verse. But uh, I totally love Stephen Amell. I think he crushes it. The the much more serious tone that season one had, I really dug. Um, and honestly, yeah, Jason like, Hartley wouldn't have been able to pull that off. No, 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 not at all. He was too. Uh, campy he was like a campy version of, of ollie yeah um, compared to Stephen amell yeah uh, and and last year season four was the first year where i started to admit well this show's getting a little like it's there's something wrong with this show and i usually will take shows i'll ride them into the sunset no matter how bad they get as long as it's entertaining is usually all i care about but it got to the point where I was like, wow. I mean, I'm not turning it off, but it, I can see why people hate this right now. Um, oh, I'm, I'm with you 100% there, man. Because I, I do have to give full credit to the, the people running Arrow, though. Is you can jump in with Arrow at whichever season you need to. If you've started yeah. watching The Flash, you can jump in with Arrow the season that Flash started. And you can use it as kind of a bit of a, a, like you said before, like a universe building kind of show. So mm. it gives a bit of extra taste to the Flash. Everything's not happening in just one city. And then yeah. you get your season eight crossovers, which is probably the precursor for what we're going to be talking about today, where you've had the Flash and Arrow crossover a couple of times. 
Yes, yeah, and I mean they were th- those were like cool little things because it was like oh great like these two shows this this universe that we have of two shows is crossing over you know it's it's neat it's you know does, no sweat off their back it's not a huge thing uh, and then last year during the second season of the Flash uh, and the fourth season of Arrow you get introduced to two more shows in the Berlanti verse you you get Legends. Um, and you get Supergirl, uh, and I'm purposely saving Flash for for I think last to talk about because um, I want to. I think because I think it's great. Uh, but <laughs> Legends, we'll go to Legends next. Uh, Legends, you know, is, is better than season four of Arrow, I think, um, and it's on par. Like so far, it's on par with Arrow this year. Like I, you know, if I had if I had to rate them. It would probably go, you know, Flash and Supergirl tied as like my favorite Berlantiverse show, and then uh, Arrow and Legends tied as my second favorite Berlantiverse show. The I'll um I'll hold off on Supergirl for the for the moment because this crossover is really my first big introduction to Supergirl um, as played in this um, Berlantiverse because. Mm-hmm. Um, I've seen the pilot for Supergirl. Okay. That's it. Then oh, my first wow. experience coming back into Supergirl was the first episode of this crossover. Oh, now, wow. but I will tell you, I love Legends of Tomorrow. I'm an old school DC guy. This is one of the reasons we're talking about this because, and I'll I'll do full disclosure right now. Invasion is one of my all time favorite crossover oh, events. Oh boy. So we're going to be getting knee-deep into some geek-ass shit right here, man. And and I want to get schooled because I'm not... I'm not a big DC person. Like I didn't start reading DC until about two or three years ago with uh, Scott Snyder taking over Batman during the new 52. Uh, that was my first and only DC title that I have ever read. And if you're going to pick one, you did well. Yes. Yeah. And, and, well, and I mean, God, Scott Snyder. I mean, I, I, the only reason I haven't gone on to read any of his other things, even within the DC universe is just because, uh, me buying comics is like Jason Mewes, uh, g- you know, doing drugs. Like it's just not a good thing. Um, <laughs> it's it's bad. It's an issue. Yeah, uh, I can't do it. To, uh, you know, I take it to the nth degree. Yeah. Um, but I mean, I I really see even even with the Marvel stuff. Like I I know Marvel's comic history a little bit more than than most people. I uh, definitely know it more than I know my DC comic history, but um, I don't ever really try to let that play a factor into anything else when when they adapt it. Uh, like you know, and I think you and I maybe chatted about Civil War at some point uh, during the Zomcast. But even like for especially for Civil War, because for for you know your your invasion is my is my Civil War. Like that oh. is my all time favorite crossover event. I was at the I was at the perfect age for when when invasions came out. There'd been okay. no Star Wars for a little while. This uh, thing yes. fed my need for some kind of fantastic science fiction thing that I could I could delve into. And there were the crossovers, and there were the the spinoffs, and then there was you know you had comic books coming out from it because of the fact that you know invasion did well, so they spun a couple of team books out from it. Yeah. Um, and, uh, oh yeah, don't worry. I, I don't just intend to school you. I intend to take you through, um, through middle school, upper school, 
university and then out into the real world. Very cool, very I'm, cool. I'm there for you. But um, that's one of the reasons I love Legends. Legends taps into this thing I love about Invasion, which is you've got a team of people that have come together and you've got an ensemble going on. You know, you get to see the lesser of the characters and you get to yeah. see them really shine. Yeah. No, and and when they when they first announced Legends before, I would say before this major crossover we just had, I was like, wow, like they've they didn't beat Marvel, but they beat DC to the punch. Like they beat they beat their own their own brands in in the movie world to the punch of of forming a a team, um, and it was just uh, you know it, it, I I love that show for time travel. I love that show for uh, Rip Hunter. Uh, and not not because I should say I should rephrase that I'm for Arthur East Deville. London. Yes, yeah. I, and I I love Arthur Deville. <laughs> I, uh, I loved him from from Doctor Who yep. previously. Exactly, me too. So and you know it was it was just um, you know and actually you know I think about it like the whole Berlanti verse like has cherry picked Doctor Who. You got uh, the 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 face of Bo. Uh, John Barrowman, uh, who God Jack, Captain Jack, that's the name I was looking for. I love that you name dropped him as the as the face of Bo. There's that yeah, one little line where where it goes, and instead <laughs> yeah. of calling him Captain Jack Harkness, you've you've gone for the face of Bo. Well done, my friend. Well done. Well, and it's you know what uh, he. I uh, posted a picture on Twitter today uh, of him, and I, and I don't think it's his husband. I think it's his business partner or something. Uh, they went to BBC to pitch something, and he purposely took the photo so that in the background you saw the TARDIS. So I'm praying to God. He's been talking about wanting to bring Captain Jack back. And, I, I mean, God, we could do a whole episode on Doctor Who, or we could do a whole episode <sighs> on Torchwood alone. It's... I loved Torchwood. I, you've, all you've thrown into my mind there is something which I haven't thought about is Captain Jack and Peter Capaldi and how impatient would oh, Peter God, Capaldi's doctor it. be with Captain Jack yeah you know I, I, I always wanted to see um, Captain Jack and Matt Smith's doctor oh. because because Matt Smith's doctor the 11th doctor was super awkward when it came to anyone kind of flirting with him. I was about uh, to say, and Captain Jack would have fallen in love oh head over heels God. with Matt Smith. Yes. It <laughs> Who would doesn't? have been such an awesome... I, I would love... I said this um, about uh, after the 50th anniversary. We're going way off topic, but I said this with the 50th anniversary that bring back David Tennant once a year. Just bring him back once a year in a side story that has nothing to do with the main storyline. I just want to see an annual story that takes place during the time of the 10th Doctor's run. Because I, David Tennant's my doctor. But do that with like with, with Matt Smith, too. Like Do it with them all. I Can I tell all. you how close we are with thoughts? I have exactly the same <laughs> thing. But what I want is I want them to do that with the Paul McGann Doctor. There is so much time to fill with Paul McGann. Oh, my God. Why can we not just get uh, a a web series or one season where Doctor Who comes back and it's not the current Doctor, but we get a season of Paul McGann? I would I would love it. And and we saw during the um, the 50th anniversary special, like we got those little little nuggets of him. 
um, in in the little I don't want to call them webisodes, but basically webisodes. When we came uh, back with the Night of the Doctor. Yes, yes. Oh, when he stepped onto screen and said, "Not the Doctor you're expecting." <laughs> yeah. I screamed like a like a small child. Yes, I was like, was... "Oh my god." You know, it was it was pretty cool. It was pretty cool. So what we'd like to do right now is we'd like to, we'd like to welcome you to the Doctor Who episode that uh, that Kev and I are doing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're gonna steer it back to invasion. <laughs> and Arthur Arthur Darville's the guy to to bring us back to that. Yes, he's, yeah, he's Rip Hunter, amazing. Yes, yeah, love him and. And I love the. I just. I love that there. There's a, another time ship or time uh, space. Uh, you know, God. Whoo! Time machine. That's the word. Uh, there's another time machine that I can look to as like, yo, that'd be pretty cool. That'd be pretty dope to be in. Like, I think my all-time favorite time machine is still the DeLorean, uh, but the Wave Rider has jumped up there as like my second favorite. It ranks up there with. Um, I would say it may be my favorite. Uh, it, it's you know it probably still ranks as my second space second favorite spaceship behind well, you know the where Millennium the wave rider but... name comes from don't you uh no i do not well the wave rider allow me to begin our lessons in schooling you sir so um the wave okay. rider is actually a character who was invented by dc during armageddon 2001 during their annual crossover and he was a time traveller who was coming from the year 2001 in the very, very distant future, 2001. <laughs> and he was trying to find out which hero became the arch-villain monarch. Okay. So the Wave Rider, the, just the name, is steeped in DC history because he is actually a time-travelling character. So when they announced that the ship was being called Wave Rider, I absolutely lost my shit. <laughs> okay, okay. So it is um, it is a the, the name Wave Rider itself apart from being very cool is very significant to a DC TV show. Yeah, uh, and that's what Berlanti, the whole Berlanti verse does well. Like they sprinkle in all this stuff that just gets the real like some of it gets me because i do like i do know some of the the easter eggs but it gets all the real true dc comic book fans it gets them wet because they just love those easter eggs that like i mean i wouldn't have known that at all so you know that kind of stuff is awesome mate Um, i'm not just wet when this kind of thing happens i'm saturated And and what I really do love about what what the uh, Berlanti and and um, Kreisberg do is that they purposely weave little things in here and there. Nothing that the um, that the network's going to notice or say. Now you can't have that. So that when they say, "Hey, we want to introduce Raj Al Ghul and the Lazarus Pit," Uh, that gives make this makes this guy live forever. They can't say no because a season ago they started talking about you know the assassins and and whatever I forget the name of the the city that they were all at to, to train. But like they introduced all these little nuggets of information that now that we have all this information out there, like we have to do it. CW, we can't not do it. The fans are expecting it now. Well, do you think that this is why Nuggets? 
are being dropped. Like, for instance, in the, in the first season of Flash, when they were testing Barry's powers, they were doing it at Ferris Aircraft. Now, uh, that is, is where Hal Jordan, the Green Lantern, is a test pilot. They've already been dropping nuggets all over the place that Hal Jordan, maybe not the Green Lantern, but Hal Jordan has to exist in this universe. Yeah, well, I th- I've i said from... Um, once they introduced The Flash, I said that... And I, I, I was wrong on my timing, but I only assume that they're eventually going to let the Green Lantern come in. If they're letting Superman uh, in on the Berlantiverse, which expands the multiverse, if they're letting Superman in on the fun, um, there's no reason that Green Lantern can't have a similar role where he doesn't get his own show maybe, but he gets little special guest spots here and there for big things like Invasion or for big singular storylines like uh, you know whatever in Arrow or in Flash or Legends or anything like that. Yeah, yeah, I can't, I can't see it not happening. Also, because these guys, and I'm sure we'll touch on it at some point, especially with the ratings that came in for these crossover episodes, um, compared to what a normal episode of say Legends would have, yeah. they are going to be able to turn around and say, "How would you like this to be even bigger next year?" Yeah. Well, we've got the crossover in mind, and what if that launches us into a Green Lantern TV show or just brings him into the universe? Do you yeah. think that, honestly, at the moment, no one is going to say no to these guys? I, I don't think there's... I think the only thing that the Berlanti and Kreisberg could say that CW would say no to is Batman. I think that is the only thing that's off-limits. And I think that you're right, and I think they were aware of that, and that's why... Uh, Rajar Ghoul has been brought in as an Arrow character. Yeah, no, totally. And and I I do think that at some point in the Berlanti universe, they will let them play with Batman in some fashion. Whether it's as I mean, they've already dropped that Earth Two. There is a Bruce Wayne. Um, yeah, they they dropped that little hint uh, on on. Uh, Flash's phone that he had at his house. Uh, uh, Clark, uh, Diana, Hal, yep. Bruce, and the last uh, one was Mum. Yes, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> which is a little messed up. But it goes to show you that that the Barry of Earth Two, never, like he doesn't he doesn't appreciate his mom as as much as Barry Prime because he's had her his entire life. I tell you um, what, though, they know and they know how to sprinkle you know Mum into that into that universe because. Anytime she pops up, I burst into tears. It's yeah. like when he had that telephone conversation with him and he, for half of it he couldn't speak because his, his hand was over his mouth. Yeah. You no. know, when he, he saved her and he had to not save her and then he saves her again yeah. and then he's just like, it's, it's mum's been dead for 30 years and she's still screwing with his head. Yeah, and he is reliving it multiple times. Multiple oh, times. and it's just um, and and the and other actually uh, the the Supergirl Earth Earth thirty eight we find out that um, that Earth more than likely also has a Batman uh, because Supergirl drops a hint about uh, you know her cousin dealing with mask vigilantes um, or working oh, with mask vigilantes. Nice. So. I'm pretty positive that 
in the multiverse of the Berlantiverse, there is a Batman. Um, I believe that they've fully made reference to the fact that Batman, not just Bruce Wayne, exists at least in one of them, Earth 38. Maybe in Earth 2, it's just Bruce. No, uh, no Batman. Yeah, but th- yeah. there's those characters exist within the multiverse. So I don't think it's out of the question to see them at some point. One of the things I will always, always love these guys for is they must have known from the pilot episode of The Flash that they were going to eventually, at some stage, put John Wesley's ship back in the Flash outfit. Now, when he stood there in the in the Earth 2 traditional Jay Garrick outfit... Again, you mentioned getting wet over these things. Mm-hmm. I was in a tropical rainstorm. Yeah. At at that now, point, that was insane. There is no way that they did not start this show and say, if we get to season two, uh, we're going to start setting that up. We're going to start setting this up. Uh, I mean, I think it was in season two. Maybe it was even in season one. Um, when he, yeah, I think it's season one, the season finale of season one, when he's running, uh, through the, um, Oh, the multiverse. Yeah. The multiverse. And they threw the, back what, to the 1990s flash. Yeah. It's not even like, he just assumes oh. he's running through time, but he's actually seeing the multiverse and he oh. sees, uh, so the know, 90s Snow, flash exists uh, in that universe. Original flash. Oh, yes. how good was that? Oh, man. Yeah. You know what? We haven't even started talking about Invasion <laughs> yet. I know. And I we know. are just... Everything we talk about touches on something else, which is a testament to these shows. There are yeah. so many threads you can pull. Well, and, and I mean, I would say pretty consistently, I've, I or both of us have been, both been going back to Flash. And for me, I think, you, you know, we said it in the beginning of the show, I think Flash is really the core show of the Arrowverse as it was once called the Berlantiverse I think Flash is is everything they do everything right um and I loved it took Supergirl maybe three or four episodes to really find its footing uh over on CBS in that first season at least CBS for America um so and I did you only watch the pilot because you hated it or only watch the pilot because that's what was available to you? You know what man we're living in this golden age of television. There is so much at the moment not just for a comic book nerd there is so much out there to watch right now. Yeah. It's why it's so difficult at the moment to just talk about The Flash or Arrow or Supergirl or Legends or Ash versus the Evil Dead or the 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 show with the zombies in it, it's in it's I, I learned from from the Zomcast man what I can and can't say. Um, I there's too much good stuff on, and don't get me wrong, I love my wife, I love my kids, I love my family, but if I could be 18 years old with all of this television on, mm, yeah. I would have enough time to watch it all. Yeah, yeah. But it is an insane time for television at the moment. I've got Daredevil, I've got Jessica Jones, I've got Luke Cage, I've got Iron Fist coming up. I'm living in a world that I dreamt of when I was an 18-year-old with expendable income collecting comic books. Yeah. You know? And now my, my, my question isn't what comic do I collect, it's what streaming service do I subscribe to? 
Yeah, yeah, totally. You know, because uh, I'm going to miss one of them. Yeah. Um, and that's the reason why I haven't watched all of Supergirl is because um, I watched the first episode, I enjoyed it, but I had so much stuff that I was already in the middle of. Mm-hmm. And I know that, that, and I blame, this is the, and not to get political, but this is something that I want to have a chat with about something that's going on in America. Okay. Mm-hmm. The rest of the world isn't happy with you right now, man. <laughs> I don't think no they're one, happy with themselves. No one appreciates mid-season breaks. <laughs> okay, now I don't mean to get political. I don't mean to I don't mean to get into this. But when you're feeding me eight episodes and then making me wait three months before the next, I'm sorry. It is not right. You guys are only thinking of yourselves and not the rest of us. You know what? Here's here's my defense for that. It all goes back to Lost, uh, the good seasons of Lost, when they would have, all right, we're going to air uh, eight episodes, and then we're going to have a week off, and then air an episode, and then have two weeks off and air an episode or two, and then have another three weeks off and air. So it was all that, like, what's your schedule? Pick one. Like, it was... I hated the on and off, on and off, on and off, because I didn't know what week to watch and what week not to watch. So having it set up to where for the most part, it's a block of eight and then a block of probably the next, what, 16 or, or yeah, 14 yeah. or whatever. Um, I, I, I dig it. I dig it. It's, it, it's, um, it sucks because right now I, you know, after the, uh, that, that W show is over on AMC, you know, I, we do have a block of a couple months before anything comes back. Um, and there's some shows that might come on that will catch my interest, but that I, I'll probably use that time to like, all right, I want to go and watch a couple Netflix shows or whatever. It, I understand what you're saying. I don't forgive you for it. <laughs> Not in the slightest. Fair, I enough, can, fair enough. I can understand you, but I, I, because the thing is, is you guys over there all know about your, your mid season break. Yes. All of a sudden, we turn on the TV over here one week, and there's no, there's no Flash, there's no Blunt Talk, there's no Ash versus the Evil Dead, there's no, there's nothing. You know, yes. but I can watch thirteen episodes of Doctor Who, one after the other each week. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, it's just, I'm just putting it out there. As I said, I, I'm sorry, man. I didn't get. I mean, I didn't mean to get political. <laughs> I, I I get it, uh, but definitely coming from the world of like how TV was about ten years ago, maybe fifteen years ago, where we had this unreliable schedule. I totally dig the winter break, and it gives an opportunity for me to just kind of go a different direction or whatever. Uh, I I defend it, I support it, uh, and um, I guess we'll end the political talk there. Yeah, yeah. As I said, I can I can understand your opinion. I don't have to be on board with it. I, I think that the reason Supergirl to me is right up there with Flash is they're so similar in tone. Uh, the Flash, uh, Kreisberg has said that they 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 go by the you know they have a, a three rule, uh, three H's: heart, um, heroics, and um, something else. 
I forget what the third H is, but they, they have these three rules that they, they follow. And if, as long as the show has equal parts of those three things, they know they have something good. Oh, <laughs> that's, that's bullshit, man. Because I'll tell you right now, sometimes flash puts more heart into it than it does anything else because it deliberately wants to turn me into a blubbering fool. I, I agree. I think, I think that they, for the most part, they, they do inflate the, the heart more than anything else. Yeah. Uh, but I feel like Supergirl kind of follows, uh, or maybe at least unofficially follows that same um, rule because they that it's very similar in tone. It is why you could bring the Flash over to CBS in season one uh, and cross it over that way because people who were watching Supergirl who had no idea what Flash and Arrow and Legends was, they could they could say, "Oh, well, Flash, he's obviously another superhero." Um, they've been saying that he's from this other network, but he fits like he, he, he fits in this world. He's, he's a funny guy. It's light. It's, it's not dark like arrow or even, I don't think legends is completely dark, but it's definitely not as light and fluffy. Um, and that does not a bad thing as flash or Supergirl. Well, let's, let's use Supergirl then because you're, you're as you're the guy who's watched it. And I, I, my real first big foray into Supergirl is this crossover. So okay. can I use this to launch us into our invasion discussion because Perfect. Supergirl is the first episode? Yes. Right. And can I I just want to say I want to I, I want to say one thing about Supergirl Medusa, the episode that kicked us off. Um as a uh episode of Supergirl as the the winter finale for Supergirl. Um, it was a wonderful episode. It was really good. Um, I, oh, I you've already seen the bottom. writing on the wall with this, my friend. <laughs> but you've already you've leapt in and you you you're putting up the barriers before I can even start. But but as but as a um, as a crossover episode, it uh, it, it wasn't. It, all it did was bring in Cisco and um and barry and and truth be told like i went and looked at, at my notes i pulled some notes for tonight and if you pull up um the the episodes that were from the invasion week uh supergirl has its own wikipedia entry as medusa supergirl if you go to any of the wikipedias for flash arrow or legends and click on their invasion episode it takes you to the same uh wikipedia entry invasion Arrowverse, aka Berlantiverse. So even the world views it as, as as it not really being part of the invasion uh, crossover. Now, I understand completely and totally why you've jumped in and defended one of your favorite shows. <laughs> <laughs> now, my my first note for Supergirl Medusa. Now, let me point out, it is the only one of the episodes not called Invasion. Correct. The other ones are called Invasion, Invasion, Invasion. Um, this episode was a complete and total waste of my time. Um, <laughs> <laughs> this is what I describe as, um, I don't know how familiar you are with Crisis on Infinite Earths. Uh, I'm not at all. Okay, what they what they did with that is is uh, when the when the crisis hit, one of the key things that that was visually there was the skies would turn red, mm-hmm. and that's how you knew that the the crisis had commenced. Many issues of of DC Comics had the big splash over the top crisis crossover 
part one, two, three, four, whatever it may be. And the entirety of the crossover was on the last page, you would see the skies turn red. This, for me, this episode <laughs> were the last page crossover. <laughs> I sat through all of this bullshit and all of this this lady who did the voiceover from Desperate Housewives as a Luther that I have no idea about, about uh, uh, Lena Luther and name-dropping Lex and name-dropping Clark and all of this kind of thing, just in the last couple of minutes to see Cisco and Barry come flying in and go, we need your help. This was, as far as the crossover goes, 45 minutes of complete and total wasted time. It was unneeded. And the worst thing was, is during the Flash episode, we got a recap of the last two minutes of Supergirl. Uh, yep. Now, I don't mean to sound damning to a show that you obviously have an affection for, but how fucking dare they do this to me? I, um... It was a. It was. I. I think I understand why they did it because they are still kind of treating Supergirl as its own show outside of the Berlantiverse, much like it was on CBS. On CBS, the only connection it had was Flash coming to them from another universe, from the multiverse, um, and it never really spoke of it again. Um, and in season two, they're seemingly doing that. I'm hoping. Now that we see, um, and this is spoilers for like the end of Invasion, but uh, Supergirl gets a little basically um, portable teleporter to to so that she can talk to and come visit uh, all her friends in Earth Prime, uh, and I'm hoping so that I'm hoping that the the rest of Supergirl season two here we we see more interaction. I th- pretty sure there's going to be a music episode uh, like a, a musical episode where flash comes to supergirl like the buffy thing yeah yeah i i, I actually think that's there's a villain that makes everyone sing and i i guess she now that we know she has this little transponder thing she's gonna call flash in anyway that's something that we don't know like i have nothing <laughs> i just know that i th- that's happening now um, i made a but bunch yes, of as notes. a crossover episode i will agree that this sucked I have a bunch of notes written all over this this pad that I keep next to next to my computer as I'm as I'm watching this. Um, as you go along, they start off nice and neat. Supergirl, uh, you know, not watching this show, interested to see what happens. Then I've got things such as Monel question mark Helen Slater. Glad to see she's working again. Um. um who- uh, Helen Slater with the Supergirl from the 1980s movie. And she is oh, now oh, yeah, yeah, Supergirl's yeah. mum. Yes, um, yes, yes. Now, slowly they become the scrawlings of an erratic man-ban. <laughs> to the point where I can't read what my last comment is. But at one point I've written, 30 minutes in, get a move on. <laughs> um... Am I going to be seeing red skies? Again, that's me doing a crisis reference. Um, and <laughs> then after that, I've obviously fallen into complete disarray. 
and I'm I'm completely obviously ropeable at this point that I've sat down. Now I have written at one point the episode wasn't a complete loss. I would like to see more of Supergirl's thighs. <laughs> she has the most amazing thighs um, of anyone on television. I can see why they picked <laughs> this girl to be in a short dress and long boots. She is a Nancy Sinatra. These boots are made for walking, brought to life. And that is where I'm at at the end of Supergirl. I find Supergirl as a character, as a show, and as a crossover to be a complete waste of time. It, it was, uh, as a crossover, a waste of time. I 100% agree. Um, but as as a person who watches it week to week, it definitely fits into the story. Um, a little silly that they that they had the scene repeated in flash. Um, I, I think they could have, you know, they could have probably saved maybe about 30 to 45 seconds. Um, and, or maybe even a full minute and just cut to, uh, you know, Cisco and Barry jumping in the portal, uh, to go get Supergirl and then cutting to them jumping back. I don't think they actually had to show, reshow the scene of them seeing Supergirl again. They could have saved an entire 45 minutes and never aired this episode. Well, <laughs> they were going to air the episode regardless. Uh, I don't think it was fair to call it a, a four-part crossover. I uh, think, and, and label this as part one. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't think that was fair. Uh, I, I think that's inappropriate um, because it really is. It is its own standalone story. Um, with throughout the episode, the little, little, you know, I think what, maybe two or three times before Barry actually shows up, you see the portal open up. Um, I kind of wish, I really, really think what they should have done to fully incorporate it as, as part of the crossover was have, rewrite uh, it. cause <laughs> well, I am. I'm, I'm kind of going to rewrite it now. Is is because the <laughs> the so so if you really go back to Flash and think about it, they didn't spend days looking for Supergirl and Flash. That I, the way I felt in Flash is they it took them about 15 minutes to find Supergirl. Yeah. Um, but in Supergirl's episode. It, it was the course of a couple days, um, it, it, from, from what I can tell, because it, Thanksgiving night, the portal opens. And it, it uh, felt like a couple of days. And, and that portal <laughs> closes. And then it opens again at night on a different day, and that portal closes. And then it's daylight at some point at the end of the episode, and that portal opens, and finally they come out. So clearly the time was moving differently um, when they were trying to get Supergirl. I think what they should have done is pop in, fall on that Thanksgiving table, make a little bit of a ruckus, and they should have they should have had an episode of Flash and Cisco helping Supergirl uh, in with Cyborg Superman and and Cadness um, in the, in this episode. Just you know, it still would not have been the invasion crossover, but at least. You as maybe a casual fan, you know, you as a fan of of the rest of the Arrow multi uh, Berlanti verse, um, you would have maybe enjoyed it more had Flash been in the entire episode. Um, and I think that would have, I don't think it would have hurt Medusa at all. I don't think it would have hurt that episode. I think 
it probably would have made it better for, like I said, for the casual fan. And I think the, the fan like me would have just been like, cool. See, what disappointed me was they had something in there that, 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 um, I thought was going to be a link into invasion was this alien virus that obviously I, I, by the end of the episode, I came to the, 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 um, the knowledge that um, this was something that the Luthers had been working on and Cadmus had been working on, the no aliens kind of thing. I thought that the the fact that that the Luthers were trying to, and Cadmus were trying to um, destroy all of the aliens on Earth is what was going to lead the Dominators to actually coming to Earth to wipe out the metahumans. I thought that that was going to be the link because you're, you're wiping out the aliens that are currently on Earth. And an alliance of aliens forms, which is one of the things which I will mention as a drawback of this episode, is the original Invasion comic book wasn't just the Dominators, it was a massive alliance of of aliens from the DC Universe that came to Earth oh, interesting. with a specific purpose. Now, they had built into this episode a perfect lead for the Dominators and all the other aliens to be coming to Earth because we're trying to wipe them out on our planet. And then it just turned out that that was a wrap-up for a whole bunch of episodes I'd never seen. Now, one yes. thing I do want to ask, because one thing did pique my interest with this show, is I haven't seen them yet, but I know that there's a, a three- or four-part Superman story arc at the beginning of, of season two. Yes, there is a... Three or four episode um, story arc with uh, the guy from Teen Wolf playing Superman. Uh, he actually he actually crushes it. Um, my my only complaint is that for a guy who is supposed to be let's say probably at least ten years older than Supergirl is they they look about the same age. Now they do have a, a, a like one off piece of dialogue that explains it. Um, but that's my only complaint. I love, yep. he's more in line with every other Superman, but, uh, Zack Snyder's Superman that we've seen. Like he's, who's, who's he's not Superman? super serious. Zack Snyder's Superman. The, the Sorry, Henry Cavell. Never heard of him. Can't say I've, uh, can't say, are you talking about Brandon Ralph? The, the... Yeah, no, no, no. Even, uh, he's more in line with Brandon Ralph. Uh, yeah, that that little picture called Man of Steel that uh, where <laughs> where everyone uh, where he breaks every rule that Superman would break. Yeah, that one. Um, yeah, I'm not, not. I'm not. I'm. I'm not. Um, I'm not aware. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's, I wish I wasn't aware of that. Trust me. Um, um, now the, uh, the reason I bring that up is, is I'm very curious. You've got a cyborg Superman in this in this show. Yes. Now, is he linked to Superman in the same way as in the comic books? Does Superman at some point die? And no, this, this character is is linked to him that way? Or is this like a DNA kind of crossover kind of thing? No, or, just, it's, or just in name only? It's basically in name only. Uh, the character is actually... Um, so, so you watched Medusa. So Hank Henshaw the, is actually the Martian Manhunter. Yeah. Now, now, which, which, which one is the real Hank Henshaw? Is Hank Henshaw around before John Jones comes to Earth, and he yes. assumes the identity? 
Yes, so so Hank Henshaw, the real Hank Henshaw, is Cyborg Superman. Yeah, um, and that's the way it is in the comics as well. Uh, oh, okay. Uh, well, and Hank and and uh, but Hank Henshaw has no. Um, the only history he has with Superman, from from if I had to guess, is that he hates aliens. Uh, when he was when the real Hank Henshaw was in charge of the DEO, they were you know it was about eliminating aliens. Yeah, um, okay. And and uh, during it's explained in, in a season one episode, but there's a there's an episode where Dean Kane he's working for the DEO. Um, something they there's like a whoa it's, it's, hey whoa whoa don't do that. Did you just name drop Dean Kane is in Supergirl? Yes, yes, he is. He is uh, the adopted father of Supergirl. He is. Um, uh, a Danvers. I, for, I oh forget his first God. name. So he's, a, he's a Danvers. He is. Uh, He's Kara and um and and her her sister's uh father. Oh, I've got to go back just to see Dean Kane. Yeah, well, don't, now he's not in it much. He's not in it much. Well, he uh, needs season, to be in it more. Season one, he probably <laughs> only has, I think, um, two episodes that he appears in, and in season two so far, he probably had his meatiest role in this series. Uh, in in the episode, or maybe two episodes prior to uh to this episode, that is so. very cool. Uh, yeah, you know so what? You've got Berlanti... Superman and Supergirl, yeah. uh, Supergirl's yeah. parents. Yep, yep, yep. Uh, Berlanti does <laughs> real it. good with that kind of stuff. Love that. Love that. Uh, so so yeah it's explained in an episode um it's Martian Manhunter who who the real Hank Hank Henshaw and um and uh Dean Kane are chasing and Hank Henshaw I think falls or something off off the side of a cliff and is presumed dead uh and Dean Kane is also presumably dying and he asks Hank Henshaw to take care of his girls so or he asks Martian Manhunter to take care of his girls. So Martian Manhunter then takes on the identity of Hank Henshaw and runs the DEO, still protecting Earth from the alien from an alien threat, but without the the idea of let's eliminate all aliens. Right. Um, Very cool. And, okay. Uh, so so that's where Cyborg Superman comes in is no no relation whatsoever to Supergirl uh, or Superman. Um, is purely just linked to Martian Manhunter, uh, though they do something cool uh, in an episode where he uses um, Supergirl's blood to get into the Fortress of Solitude and get information about the Medusa virus. I saw that uh, in the flashback the that they had at the beginning. This episode. They had that at the beginning. Now, in that case, why isn't he the cyborg Martian Manhunter? I mean, I, I, I agree. I mean, I, I think it's... I don't know if I would go Cyborg Ma- Martian Manhunter, but I, I, I do not like Cyborg Superman uh, as his name. Okay. Um, but, uh, and, I, and honestly, like, I, we'll see. I, he clearly is going to be back for another episode at some point this season because uh, he, you know, left at, by the end of the episode uh, here. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean... I, I would I would say it's hard for you know you need to jump in probably at least the beginning of season two. I don't think you need to watch Super One of of uh, Supergirl to really appreciate how good it is or how appreciate what's going on. You know what eight episodes in 
uh, at Medusa. I think you can start from season two, episode one. But there's a lot of good episodes. That, here's what Berlanti and Kreisberg do with this show. They take a lot of awesome Superman stories and adapt them for Supergirl. Uh, the next episode of Supergirl we're going to get is in January. It's the episode directed by Kevin Smith, and it's called... Um, Supergirl Lives and nod to the script uh, Kevin Smith worked on called Superman Lives. Oh, man, I, I not long ago just watched the documentary Whatever Happened to Superman Lives. I've, I, did I watch the whole... I don't know if I watched the whole documentary, oh. but I watched a, at least a big chunk of it, if it not all of it, and it's if you, so good. If you watch that and you want to talk Kevin Smith slash Superman slash Nicolas Cage, I'm in. Yeah, well, uh, there's a, there's a rumor that going around that um, you know someone asked Kevin Smith if you know DC has uh, you know the the tendency to take some old scripts laying around and, and and turn them into animated flicks. Would you love to see Superman Lives come to life as a as a animated movie? And he said he's all in for it. You know whether he's involved or not. You you get Nick Cage to voice. Uh, to, to voice Superman, you get uh, they wanted Kevin no not Kevin Spacey. Who did they want for Lex Luthor? Oh my God, he's my he's he's Lex Luthor. Um, uh, zombie show reference is Michael Rooker. Yes, 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 and he wants Rooker to, uh, you know, voice uh, Lex Luthor in that animated film. Um, oh. He wants basically them to use the same cast as voice actors, and. You know what? I, I'd watch the hell out of that movie. I am all... Man, I'm, Superman is my character. For Out of everything, out of comic books, movies, TV, I will go to Superman every single time. I've We've got an episode of our podcast where, for an hour and a half, I defend Superman 4. <laughs> Even to the point where I explain how he was able to fly people into space and have them not crush and suffocate. <laughs> and my co-host had to concede that I was correct. That's how now, much I just, will defend. Do you, do you defend Man of Steel? Uh, oh, I'm unfamiliar with that with that term. <laughs> Fair enough. I'm, uh, Fair oh, you mean the John Byrne 1986 comic book? Oh, loved yes. it. Yes, Loved it. Yes. Um, all right, <laughs> we so, can do a whole Superman episode where I just deny the existence of certain things if we need to. <laughs> um, um, I, I think we can put a bow on Supergirl unless you have anything else in your notes. No, no. Basically, I've got three episodes. The whole episode was a waste of time. We get the Barry Cisco in uh, same scene in the Flash episode, and I would term this as a last page crossover issue. Uh, and I would say that it's a great Supergirl episode. If you're watching Supergirl, you know, you can watch it. Uh, and, and as part of the crossover, I will admit that it is um, a crappy crossover episode. All right, we're going to end it right there. And just like the CW, uh, we're going to call this part one of uh, the Invasion episode. But it really isn't. We're going to end the week of awesome uh, with our faux Invasion episode. And then on the 28th, we'll be back with... Uh, the, oh no, not the 20th, the 30th, we'll be back with part two of our Invasion episode where we talk Flash, uh, we talk Arrow, we talk Legends. Uh, I'll be back with Steve to finish that conversation. What a great convo. Make sure you check out his podcast, the Saturday Detention Podcast. Uh, and, uh, whew, man, we're almost done, 
we're almost out of this godforsaken year, this 2016. Fuck this year. Uh, right here. Uh, we'll catch you next week right here on uh, everythingisawesomeawesomepodcast.com. We've been awesome.